gospel music at its best with legendary Lady Sunshine, WTSR 91.3 FM. Hello, you're listening to interviews from 91.3 FM WTSR radio station at the College of New Jersey. My name is Nancy Bound. COVID-19 has directly impacted the United States for about the past three months. But on the local level in Trenton, New Jersey, support and supplies are definitely needed in a high-density area. Today, we will be joined by Greg Paulson, the Executive Director of the Trenton Health Team, a local organization in partnership with area hospitals and healthcare facilities within the state. In the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, join us as we discuss some challenges that Trenton faces right now and how it is keeping its strong community together through the arts. Um, what's some of the background of um, the beginning of Trenton Health Team? It was founded in 2006, I believe. That's correct. So Trenton Health Team, or the, the initial impetus for forming Trenton Health Team, came from the announcement that Capital Health was going to be closing Mercer Medical Center to build what is now Capital Health Hopewell, which of course is going to change the overall healthcare delivery system in the community. And it's not specifically about access to hospital care, but it was really a chance for the whole community to come together and look at what does it take to help Trenton residents become and stay healthy. Uh, so the group was brought together by former Mayor Palmer under a consultant to really look at how to answer those questions and come up with a community-wide plan. The original participants in that group were executive representation from Capital Health, from St. Francis Medical Center as the other hospital, from Henry J. Austin as the Federally Qualified Health Center, and from the City of Trenton's Department of Health and Human Services. So from the beginning, we were a healthcare public health partnership. Um, we were incorporated as a nonprofit in 2010, hired our first executive director in 2011, and now as we've just celebrated our you know, formal 10th anniversary, uh, we're just around 30 employees and have a range of services and initiatives that, that we provide to the Trenton community. What are some resources that you supply to the public? Sure. So, you know, we have a range of things that we do, and we tend to talk about them as kind of downstream or meeting kind of the immediate needs of a lot of our community members, mm -hmm. and all the way midstream or upstream, which are things that produce health outcomes over time or impact health outcomes over time. So on the, the kind of front lines, helping people with what they need today, we have a care management team that works with individuals in the community to help get them access to services that they may need or help troubleshoot things in how they access healthcare so that they can really get access to the preventive care, medications, food, things that they need. We also run a couple programs that are around specific disease management, whether it's diabetes or kind of cancer screening, um, tuberculosis management for the county. So we have a lot of those programs. We work a lot in the schools and with other community organizations like churches in how to help those organizations implement policies and practices that will help them be healthier, whether it's leveraging local food or kind of understanding the, the impact of sugar-sweetened beverages or other food choices, and help to make changes in the environment where people are living in an overall healthier environment, particularly in the Trenton community where there aren't always as many resources as residents of other neighboring communities might have to help them make choices that are related to their health. On the way upstream end, we do things like uh, advocate for policy changes at the state level. We look at how do we get, you know, reduce the use of tobacco or the, again, the, the consumption of sugar-sweetened beverages. How do we 
advocate for in, in improvements in insurance coverages or um, what something we're working on now is is expanding the uh, Medicaid coverage for a new mom after she's delivered a baby and making sure that that's long enough into the postpartum period. So those kinds of things that really have a, a longer term impact. Yeah. So since um, the Trend Health team does so much public outreach, how has it been transitioning um, with quarantine and coronavirus? We've, we're fortunate. We have a really incredible team. So really, even before we ultimately made the decision to shift our work remotely, our team was already thinking about how do we continue to work with our clients, work with our partners to continue to deliver services. Um, we host a daily call with the city's healthcare institutions and city emergency management to kind of do a quick check-in with how are the hospitals, how's the Henry J. Austin Health Center, what does the city need, and then we've had a weekly call with our community advisory board partners, which is more than 100 organizations in the community, um, to kind of check in on how everyone is doing, because frankly, we're all figuring this out together, but we're better able to support one another, and I think importantly, find quick answers to questions, things like, I need to find a diaper bank because you know a lot of the people coming into the food pantry need more access to diapers or I'm trying to support a diaper bank you know just as one example yeah. um, so we've really been trying to play that role of integrator to help all of the pieces stay connected when we're all apart because we need to be and it's and it's harder to stay connected have the have those been some of the big um, changes in the city like with like uh, more access to um, to um, shelters and so forth, and and like um, like dining halls. You know, there. I think we're seeing more and more emerging needs, and those are needs that are critical now. But we're also trying to look into the future. So some of the you know urgent needs in the beginning were access to protective equipment, access to masks, and frankly, making sure that all of our community members really understood that a coronavirus is something that impacts our community. Uh, you think about the first ways that coronavirus was in the news, it was, have you traveled to Europe? Have you traveled to China? You know, that is not a message that many people in the Trenton community would relate with. So there was a sense that it happens elsewhere, not here. When in fact, when we look at the numbers, we saw the incidence and the prevalence of coronavirus in our community is much higher than other places in Mercer County. So the first thing was getting the message out there. Then it was really trying to coordinate and pool resources to help in particular the hospitals make sure they had enough personal protective equipment. And for example, the city emergency management has resources that maybe the hospitals themselves don't. Now, as we're looking into the future, we're really trying to help navigate food access. Um, food access is a tremendous, tremendous need. There have been some pretty incredible organizations like Mercer Street Friends, like the Capital City YMCA, like um, Rolling Harvest that are all working on how do we get food into the community? And the demand for food access is increasing exponentially. So how do we meet that demand today? Mm -hmm. How do we support our food delivery partners, our food access partners, by us helping coordinate? Because frankly, they've shifted all of their resources to frontline service. How do we help them with some of the more administrative stuff on the back end, connecting them to the resources that they need? And how do we start to plan for what is going to be the impact of the supply chain on food access in New Jersey in several months. We're fortunate. We have an agricultural economy. We have a lot of growing capacity in the state, but mm -hmm. come the fall, we're going to be much more dependent on resources from other states. How do we start to plan for that? So there's a lot of, a lot of pieces there that I think you can hear. So uh, the Trenton Health team is currently running a photo contest with hashtag why I like Trenton. Is yeah. this a yearly 
um, like a photo contest or is it, cause it's very, it's good for morale I'd imagine right now. So the, the idea for the contest came out of our triannual community health assessment. You know, these are things that hospitals and healthcare systems that are nonprofit have to do every three years where you go out in the community and kind of assess the health status and figure out what people's health needs are and the barriers to staying healthy. Well, we also wanted to make sure we were asking some questions about the community's assets. So one of our questions was, what do you like about Trenton? And we found that was the question that ended up starting the most conversation. And people would say to us, you know, no one's asked me that before. And in fact, they had lots of incredible answers and very consistent answers. Mm -hmm. Community pride, a sense of family, supporting one another, you know, a lot of the really things that are unique about Trenton. So we said, you know, we need to do more for this. So the first year we did the contest was last year in 2019. Um, we had 50 entries and we ended up having some really incredible photographs. Interestingly, many of them were of people. And I think that speaks to really one of Trenton's best assets is its people. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were able to award some prizes. Uh, we engaged some of our social media influencer colleagues uh, to be the judges. Um, mm -hmm. And then we even commissioned one of the winners to do a couple photographs of Trenton for our office. And they're now, now hanging in our office. Oh, nice. As we are approaching the contest this year in, you know, in the time of coronavirus, we know that coronavirus is impacting communities of color in a hugely disproportionate way. So I think it's even more important than ever that we really highlight the sense of community engagement and connectedness. Um, so we, um, we had started last year on Giving Tuesday, a, uh, a campaign called Giving Trenton, which encouraged people to give locally. Mm -hmm. That, you know, give to whichever nonprofit you like, it doesn't have to be about Trenton Health Team. And in fact, we're fine if it's not but give locally, keep the resources here in the community. And I think we had about a dozen of our partner organizations participate and everyone saw an increase in donations. So this year, as, as um, we worked on the Giving Tuesday Now campaign, mm -hmm. um, I think we, we were able to, uh, Giving Tuesday Now is a nonprofit and they have a fund called the Strongman Fund that was giving out some grants. So they gave us a $2,500 grant to increase the prize money and kind of fund an exhibit whenever we can kind of come back together in person to highlight some of those photographs. So the top prize now is, uh, we just increased it, it's gonna be $250 cash prize to the winner and a $250 donation to the nonprofit of the winner's choice. Not us, one mm -hmm. of the other nonprofits in the Trenton community, because we wanna keep people thinking about how do I pay it forward and keep resources going to organizations that are really supporting our community. <laughs> So many of our uh, of our listeners at WTSR, they're not necessarily Trenton residents, but would they be able to enter? Like, what are some of the requirements for the contest? So the contest, I and now you're asking me a question that I need to make sure I know the answer to. Um, the, the photographs need to be taken in the Trenton community. Uh, there's a page on our website at trentonhealthteam.org that has the official contest rules. So mm -hmm. I encourage people to go to that website and make sure that they get the right answers, mm -hmm. um, which includes like what needs to be in the, the content of the photograph. Um, of course, there needs to be, if there are people in the photograph, there needs to be appropriate social distancing. You know, we had a lot of conversation before launching this contest to make sure that everybody's going to be safe um, as they're engaging in it. Um, but I would suggest people go to that website and take a look there. It's also linked from our Instagram page for exactly what to do to be able to enter. Okay. Cool. And this was like, this all began with a recent um, mural that was created in Trenton. Can you talk a little bit about that? So um, we have a relationship for a while with Leon Rainbow. He's a local graffiti artist. He's a tremendous Trenton advocate and a Trenton resident. And he's done a few things for us. We commissioned him initially and got to know him initially around our Tobacco 21 work, which is around youth smoking prevention. Uh, also a really important topic, if we look at 
where there is the highest prevalence of youth smoking and frankly youth vaping, it's in urban communities and communities of color. And you can actually trace very clearly the marketing practices that really target people in, in communities like Trenton because they will tend to buy tobacco products and e-cigarette products the most. So we have a social media campaign and we engage Leon to be one of the social media influencers and to do a mural uh, with some other um, social media influencers from Trenton, particularly the Keisha Sutton, who's a Trenton native uh, professional basketball player. Um, and a mural in the Trenton West Ward, and we've gotten to know Leon Moore. So when we moved into our current offices, which are at the corner of State and Warren in downtown Trenton, we had Leon come in and do a big 40-foot mural in our office. Um, and so as we were thinking about launching the campaign this year, uh, we've stayed very connected with Leon, and he did his own mural about, uh, you know, kind of the resilience of the Trenton community. And we used that image, at, with his permission, to uh, really highlight the, the theme of the contest this year. I'd imagine that the arts play a big part in the Trenton community. They play a tremendous part, and it's one that we're learning more and more about. You know, we've heard from some local photographers in the Trenton community and local artists talking about things they like about our contest and things they didn't. And frankly, those are really important conversations. That's some right. of the professional photographers initially thought that the way we had the contest structured and the the kind of the the rules around, you know, we can reuse the photograph for for a couple purposes, they felt that our reuse statement was too strong or there wasn't enough um, prize money allocated so that they felt maybe it was gonna devalue their work. So we've had some great conversations and we're, we're learning about this too. And the arts are an incredible part of the fabric of the trend community and our intent is to support that. And I think you know those people have come to us with some of those concerns. We've had tremendous conversations. The contest is better for it. We have a better understanding of one another. And I think it highlights, frankly, the connectedness that we're seeking to achieve through this contest. Yeah. Not all connectedness is going to be positive. It's going to be have agreement in the beginning, mm -hmm. but ultimately, when we can have these conversations and understand one another and understand the community better, that's part of what we like about Trenton and what we like about our ability to work together and have a shared purpose to really improve the health and well-being of the Trenton community. So, in ways, this contest has on, like only improved like connections like through Trenton Health Team and um, its people. That's, really that's our goal. Um, you know, I. So my, my personal background, I'm, I'm not from the Trenton community. I don't live in the Trenton community now. I live in Hopewell. Um, but I first got to know Trenton working there as a paramedic. I was a paramedic for Capital Health for 16 years, um, starting in September of 2001, actually, and got to know so many of the Trenton residents on a very personal level in ways that I wouldn't otherwise have had the opportunity to do. Mm -hmm. So the ability to get to know the people of Trenton more in ways that it's harder for me to do, you know, as the executive director of a nonprofit, I, I miss being out in the community, being with Trenton's residents, you know, having those one-on-one -on -one conversations that I used to be able to have professionally in a very different way. So any, um, any opportunity we have to make those connections is, is really important. And frankly, our, our, our frontline staff who are, you know, interacting with community members every single day are, are a big part of that effort as well. So I guess to, uh wrap this interview up, I, what's some, um, how can people in the Trenton community best support Trenton Health Team? And like people even in New Jersey and like a big takeaway and like to support, and especially during coronavirus. I think the biggest takeaway to, to, for how they could support Trenton Health Team, not support Trenton Health Team specifically, support Trenton. You mm -hmm. know, the common narrative that one often hears about Trenton, especially if you're not really connected to the community, is one that's often negative about violence or other challenges the community is having. And that is not Trenton's story. 
that is one piece of Trenton's story, and that's a piece that a lot of people are working very hard to, to try to impact. Mm -hmm. But that is not really what Trenton's all about. And get to know Trenton, spend some time in the Trenton community. Uh, whenever we have the opportunity to get back to some of Trenton's incredible restaurants, incredible art scene, get to know what Trenton is really like. Visit, spend a little time in Trenton, again, when we can. Um, it's a pretty incredible community with a lot to offer, and people will be surprised at how many wonderful things they can find about what they would like about Trenton. Yeah. I know definitely this is, um, I'm a first year student at TCNJ, and so it's been really neat. Like, it's just like, we noticed like we're in such like a small little pocket of like Ewing, but then it's like Trenton is so close and there's a lot it offers. I should say that uh, my wife is an alumna in the class of 2001. Oh, so <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much um, for coming to the studio. It's <laughs> virtually. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Thanks for, uh, for taking the time to talk with us. Of course. Thank you for listening. As always, we remind you that you can check out more content and podcasts online at WTSOR.org, on the air, or on our podcast channel. And remember to open your mind. Mm -hmm.